I am Matthew Galt, and this is Cyber. The Supreme Court has overturned Roe v. Wade, upsetting decades of precedent and ushering in a weird new world of conflicting laws and a lack of bodily autonomy for many women in the country. It is a decision that will affect the life in the U.S. in ways that we're only starting to comprehend. This week on Cyber, we're going to look at one of the small, one small piece of all of this, tech, data, and censorship. With me today is Motherboard Senior Editor Samantha Cole. She's been working on a number of stories about period tracking apps and data, and she's here to walk us through how the Roe decision is not just a blow against bodily autonomy, but also against privacy. Sam, thank you so much for coming back onto the show and walking us through this. Always a pleasure. Hello. Hello. So my first, so I've got a lot of really dumb uh, questions up, up top for for people that may not understand how like period tracking apps work and why it's important. And I know that that's something you've been focusing a lot in the past week, uh, past couple days, really, because this happened on Friday. Um, so what are period tracker apps and why would somebody use them? Yeah. So, I mean, period tracker apps are basically what it says in the title. Um, they track your period. You can kind of use it to whatever degree of detail you want. Usually, um, People use them to like track their start and end date of their period. Um, and then anything that happens in between, they can log that usually. Um, but it goes way beyond that. In most apps, you can be really, really detailed if you want to. Um, most apps nowadays, you can log like every mood you're having, every little physical symptom, what you've been eating, what you've been drinking, what you've been smoking. Um, when you've had sex, what kind of sex it was, with what partners, whether you have protection, what kind of protection, like the list goes on. It's very detailed if you want it to be. Um, and most of these apps really kind of urge users to be that level of detailed. Um, and when we say period trackers, really that's kind of a catch-all term for um, tracking like menstruation, but also fertility. Um, a lot of these are using them to track whether they're trying to get pregnant or avoid getting pregnant. Um, so, you know, they might say like, here's when you're ovulating. Um, and then you can kind of log in there, like whether you were trying to like have a baby and, you know, at what point you decided to stop trying to have a baby and things like that. Um, so yeah, they're really, um, a really close look at someone's life. If you, make them such. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's people use them because they're very convenient and they send you little fun push notifications that say your period's coming in two days or, you know, time to start, you know, having sex to make a baby, like things like that, um, that go beyond just like writing it down in a notebook. Everyone's used to using apps for everything now. So this is just another example of that, I think. So explain yeah. So explain to me the concern over using these apps and law enforcement in this post-real world that we now find ourselves in. 
Yeah. So the fear around these apps now is that they basically leave a paper trail, so to speak, um, because the data is so incredibly detailed. Theoretically, if law enforcement wanted to come after you, if you live in a state where abortion is legal um, and the cops are trying to build a case against you for having gotten or sought an abortion or having had a miscarriage at home, for example, um, you could be incriminating yourself by saying, here's when my period stopped or here's when I had unprotected sex or, you know, logging the specifics of your cycle in that way. Um, could in theory be used against you in court if cops wanted to. Um, and that's all this data is stored by these companies a lot of the times. And if they store it, cops can get to it through a court order or a subpoena. Um, and that's really the main fear here is that the companies are not protecting people's privacy in the way that they should and storing and selling this data, which is super sensitive data. To be like really explicit here, like women going to jail because they had a miscarriage, like that's stuff that's already happened. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, um, that's something that's definitely happened. Uh, about five years ago, a woman, um, went to jail in, uh, Mississippi because she had a stillbirth late. Um, and you know, cops questioned her and she told them that she didn't want kids or she didn't want any more kids. She already had kids. Um, and you know, she thinking, you know, she was knowing she was innocent, um, gave her, her phone over to the cops, which is something you should never do. Uh, um, and they scraped it for search data and, um, all the other data that was on the phone and found search terms about abortion pills. Um, and they charged her with second degree murder. Um, so this is definitely something that we've seen happen with, uh, people's digital, privacy in general used against them. Um, I'm not sure we've seen it yet with an app specifically. Maybe other people have seen that come up. Um, but period tracking, app, tracking apps specifically, I think people are preemptively saying it's a good idea to kind of assess how these are being used and whether you really need them just because things are about to get really um, scary for a lot of people in the country. Yeah, I mean... We're going to have quite a few months of like stuff playing out legally. Like, I mean, we, like a lot of, a lot of, uh, states had trigger laws, right? Stuff that was going to automatically go into effect or go into effect quite quickly after Roe, uh, was repealed. Like Texas had one, Louisiana had one. Those are being fought over right now. But I mean, the outlook is grim. Uh, yeah. so it's good, best to be proactive about protecting yourself and your privacy. Like ultimately you're the person that's in control of that stuff. It's one of the, it's one of the things that you still have control over. Um, yeah. so kind of learn what these apps do and what they're collecting and what they would give over. Um, and I'll use that as a segue to talk about uh, the one that you kind of focused on up top, obvious uh, at the start of all of this, obviously it's not the only period tracking app, but Stardust. What is Stardust? Yeah, I actually had not heard of Stardust until this week. Um, and I've used period tracking apps before. Um, but this one is relatively new. It came out in the last year. Um, it's, uh, it's astrology and menstrual tracking combined. Like if you've ever heard of that CoStar, it's like that, but then you can also, you know, log your period. (laughs) Um, so yeah, they, that was kind of their whole niche 
And then when everything happened with Roe this week, they started talking about privacy and how they were protecting your data and, um, you know, that they were privacy focused and all this stuff, which is, um, you know, rule number one in the OPSEC Twitter space is don't talk about being unhackable or unimpeachable with your (laughs) security practices because people will find a way to find out that you're not. Um, anyway, I mean, that whether or not they are is, um, you know, they say that they are encrypting data and which is good, but there was something in the privacy policy, which we went ahead and read their privacy policy after everyone was talking about them, um, where they basically say that, um, they will comply with law enforcement to process a request for cooperation, whether or not it's legally required, which is, Odd phrasing, to say the least. Um, most companies say they'll comply to the extent that it's legally required. Some even go as far as to say we will try to limit the data that is part of that request. Um, and Stardust was saying, you know, we'll hand it all over even if we don't have to. Um, so, yeah, it's a small phrase um, that, you know, we we kind of said this is unnecessary and unusual. So we wrote about it. Um, And after we published that story and we reached out to them for comment before we published it, um, they reached out after publication and said that they had updated their privacy policy to remove that, which is great. Um, You know, now it says that they will comply when legally required, which is, you know, the right move. (laughs) Um, so yeah, that's them in a nutshell. They went super viral on TikTok. Um, I think is maybe where they cropped up in the last couple of days, but it's, it's strange though. Cause it just reading the story and kind of reading over and watching some of their TikToks, it sounds like they're talking out of both sides of their mouth a little bit. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're talking a lot about encrypted walls and not explaining what that really means to anyone. Um, they didn't really provide any comment to me about what that, means um we didn't get super into their privacy practices in that story if they're encrypting data that's great um you know we we can't say for sure unless we test it ourselves but um yeah it's it's confusing and a lot of these privacy policies and what these companies are saying is confusing for the layperson um these policies are written in legalese on purpose to kind of confuse people from really interrogating it. Um, that's why we asked them directly, you know, tell us in human language <laughs> what you're doing to protect your users, because at this point it's really life or death for a lot of people. Right. Like the basic gist uh, of kind of what they said was, they're going to put an encrypted wall around your data. If the cops come asking, they'll comply with any requests, but they've set up the system in such a way that it would be impossible for Stardust to access the data to give it over to somebody. Right. Without really getting into details about what an encrypted wall is or what that actually means. Right. Yeah. I think that's kind of what a lot of people are finding problematic is. Does that mean (laughs) that's a big, that's a big claim. Yeah. If people are making accounts and sharing their data with other users, you're, the data is somewhere. 
Um, so yeah, that's it requires a lot of trust in a company that you don't know, um, which is usually not a good idea. And Stardust obviously isn't the only period tracking app out there. You also talked to or tried to talk to and looked at the policies of a lot of others. Um, kind of what was what did they say? What was the general consensus? Yeah, we contacted 10 different apps. Um, I think seven got back. Um, and they were, I, you know, I kind of based it on just like top lists and also like what was being recommended um, around the Internet. Because there's always these like top lists for period tracking apps been going around forever. Um yeah, the, they were kind of all over the place. Um, some of the bigger ones had very vague responses, like Glow is one that a lot of people will know. Glow has been around for a bit. Um, and their response was basically, um, you know, our our core values are to build the best products for our users, and we won't violate their trust. And it was a very vague, short statement, in my opinion. Um, and they went no further than that. And that's a big app. That's a lot of people use that one. Um, Ovia, which is one that's kind of used by a lot of businesses and a lot of health insurance, you know, they, they work with like in a bigger scale than just individuals. Um, they store your data and, you know, they were very transparent about how it works when law enforcement asks for it. Um, they said they have good security controls and they don't sell data to data brokers, which is good. Um, a lot of them said that they offer um, the service to get your data off of it when you delete the app. So you can email these companies directly and say, I'm deleting my account. Can you wipe all of my data from your servers? Which is something you should absolutely do if you're deleting an app you should email them and say, delete my stuff. Um, because some apps keep that indefinitely or for a period of time and then hope you, you come back and then they can kind of restore it all. Um, my favorite answer was from Period Tracker, which is a funny name because if you search that, it's like a billion things come up. But we linked to it in the article. It's called Period Tracker in the App Store. Um and they basically said that, um, you know, in the situation where a government subpoenas private user data, uh, that would be a human rights violation. And they would do everything they could to protect users from that happening. But they would rather close down the company than be an accomplice to that type of government overreach, which I think is the only correct answer. Um, if you're storing the data in the first place, you should be prepared to shut down if it comes down to someone, you know, going to jail versus your app succeeding. Um, yeah, I don't like, I liked that answer a lot, but obviously a lot of these, um, didn't say that. Well, no, so they're trying yeah. to protect themselves, right? Yeah. And protect yeah, they're, the yeah, and this data, again, is very valuable data. Um, so if the company ever sold, that data would go with it. Um, and then that is up to whatever the next company's, next owner's uh, privacy policies are. All right. That's in a lot of policies that just say, you know, if we sell this company, who knows what any of this will apply. <laughs> yeah, the rules could be completely rewritten overnight, right? 
Yeah. So stop using these apps? Like, you know, there was a lot of call for that in the immediate aftermath of this. Do you think that that's the right thing to do to just kind of leave them alone and go back to pen and paper? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say, um, just go back to pen and paper because there is a use for these apps. Like people use them being convenient. Isn't like a knock on using them. I mean, if it's not convenient, you're not going to use it. And then, you know, you're, you're losing all of that information that you need to log a lot of the times for your own health. So, um, yeah, it's hard to say just delete them all wholesale, but if you live in a state where abortion is criminalized, like in a trigger state, for example, the move in my opinion would be to delete them and to request that those apps delete your data from their servers. Um, and again, you can contact them and do that really easily, but you know, in states that aren't even trigger states like New York and California, um, we don't know, and it's probably foolish to assume that abortion will even remain legal indefinitely in all of these states. Um, so I think it's not a bad idea to stop using them, but that's, you know, that's someone's own decision, whatever works for them. I mean, a paper calendar works just as well. You know, your notes app works fine. You won't be able to like choose a little storm cloud emoji for your bad mood, but <laughs> you can rest easy that your data is not everywhere. So yeah, again, you know, motherboard reporters are a little more paranoid than the rest of the population, but I think it's not misplaced. Right. Mr. Joseph Cox famously doesn't have a smartphone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah call, making calls on an iPad. Yeah. Making calls on his <laughs> iPad, playing Diablo Immortal. I don't know how. Uh, like, a, like an iPod touch or something. Yeah. 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 Um, all right, we're going to pause there for a break, Cyber listeners. We will be right back after this word from our sponsors. If you are watching on Twitch Live, well, we'll be right back immediately. <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Uh, hello, cyber listeners. We are back. Thank you for sticking around. A uh, question from the chat about Joseph's uh, iPod touch obsession. How is he handling the discontinuation? Bad. Very badly. He is displeased. <laughs> I think badly. <laughs> I don't think we can say more than that. That information is probably embargoed, but probably. Um, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think there, will be, there will be more to say on that then. We'll pretend that that's a yeah. tease. Um, okay. So it's not just period trackers, menstruation trackers, uh, that are kind of at odds here and that we're trying to figure out like what's going on. Um, in my mind, this Supreme court decision has really made people again, refocus on the amount of data that's collected by kind of everything that we use, right? Instagram, Facebook, 
Uh, some of our colleagues started reaching out to some of these companies. Uh, what do we know about what people, what, what is, who's gotten back to us and what they've said? Um, I mean, we reached out to, let's see, I have the list in front of me. Um, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, Google, Amazon, Discord, Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, Binance, Kraken, Cash App, Coinbase, Venmo, Uber, and Lyft. And unless something happened in the last, like, hour, none of them have replied. (laughs) Um, Some of them have given out their own statements separately, I think. Um, But none of them replied to our direct questions about how they're handling user privacy and law enforcement requests and court orders and things like that, which is not great. Um, we would prefer that they have an answer for these things, especially since no one should be scrambling for an answer on this. This is something we've seen coming for a really long time. This is basic privacy and security. Um, some of the biggest companies in the world. So yeah, they have not, said anything a couple said that they were looking into it um it's, it's, well, i guess snap said something snap said some something they didn't really elaborate yeah it, i mean it's this <laughs> like you there was a leaked decision so you would think that perhaps this would have been a concern that you were on top of uh with your legal department i'm sure everyone's got other concerns but yeah. it is it is weird because there are these companies that are typically based in one state but then operate across the entire country. And now Mm -hmm. we're suddenly, we're suddenly in a world where there's a very contentious issue where some States are going to have a draconian nightmarish laws that are going to get people killed. Um, and they may, your, your tech may help, uh, justice, uh, prosecute people, right? If Uber takes somebody across state lines, uh, if it's just like, there's so many different ramifications here that it's kind of mind blowing that they, that they haven't really even thought about it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really disappointing. Um, especially since some of these companies have kind of ridden the cause of women's rights and empowerment, etc. Um, to their own benefit. And now that's, you know, it's time to actually answer for what they're going to do. Realistically, in these situations, um, they have nothing to say to us. So, I don't know. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll come up with something this week. It's crazy. It's even before the leaked opinion. Like, I think everyone kind of thought this coming. Right. I mean, this is something that this is this is not the first time you've written about period tracker apps and privacy concerns around them. This is not the first time that we've had this kind of discussion about this kind of stuff. And I, I really do think that, that it's just something that highlights bigger privacy concerns in the tech industry. And, that yeah. the, you know, I think the, the real bottom line for a lot of this stuff, I mean, there's a whole bunch of issues going on. But I think one of the, the lessons I think from this stuff that people need to remember is if you're not if you're not paying directly for a service that you're using from an app or a website um, and you don't explicitly know that your data is not being collected and sold, you have to assume that it is. Uh, If you, if you're not paying for a service, uh, you're the product. 
Probably. Yeah. Right. And it's like Facebook is, is rendering us all down into our data and selling it on. That's their business model. That's how it works. Yeah. Um, and so you're seeing like the ugly sides of this and then for them to keep, for them to continue to do business in certain States, they're probably going to have to comply with stuff that you're not going to want them to comply with. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Facebook's not going to say we'll shut down the company before we answer the door for the cops. Yeah. I mean, that's just not they're, gonna they're, They legally actually have to hand over this information. Um, it's just a matter of how much of it will they have on hand when the police do come by for it. Um, which I think is really the question they should be asking themselves is how much of this do we need to have? Um, and how will people be affected by it? Which whether or not they give a shit about that is a whole other story. <laughs> um, let's, let's talk about another twist with this on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, this is something that I think Jordan and Joseph again have been looking at, but I know that you've been, we've both been watching. So, yeah. A lot of people in various states have been saying things online on various social media platforms like, hey, uh, I may delete this later, but, you know, if you need me to take you on a vacation to X, Y, or Z state, we'll do that. Or more specifically, what we kind of looked at is, did you know how easy it is to mail abortion pills through the mail? And gee, I could sure send those to some people in need right now. Uh, posts that are referring to this are getting pulled down from Facebook and Instagram and Instagram, right? Both. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, yeah. what exactly is going on here? Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't even, the phrasing didn't even have to go that far, far. It just was the phrasing that we were testing was abortion pills can be mailed. That's the whole sentence. Abortion pills can be mailed, which is a fact. Um, depending on how you feel about that fact, it means different things. Like it's not a statement of like, I'm going to send you some, or I think that's wrong or anything else. Like it's just a phrase. Um, and we, Jordan actually, he has an account on Facebook and he was trying that phrase and trying different versions of it. Um, he tried just writing abortion pills. Um, all of these got, removed instantly 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 like anything that had abortion pills in that order just abortion pills got removed he tried different versions of like just abortion just pills and he referenced specific drugs like it those all stayed up but abortion pills were removed um and eventually facebook banned his account for 24 hours um because he got too many violations right in a row uh, for saying abortion pills. <laughs> um, sometimes with no context, which is I'm laughing because it's absurd. It's insane. Like that's a crazy thing to try to ban from Facebook, considering especially all of the absolutely bad shit stuff that goes on on Facebook. <laughs> that's what they're have the instant right down trigger on so yeah i know yeah. That, that, that motherboard and other outlets tested a bunch of different phrases you know including oh. things like selling other drugs mm-hmm. uh selling guns all kinds of things and they were not auto banned uh and then this this really i irritated me uh so so of course 
like with all these stories, Jordan and JC tried to reach out to Facebook, didn't hear anything back. And then Facebook decided to comment on the story online uh, yeah. and, and talked to other news outlets that weren't us. And they're uh, the, you know, typical generic like corpo chat stuff. Content that attempts to buy, sell, trade, gift, request, or donate pharmaceuticals is not allowed. Content that discusses, discusses the affordability and accessibility of prescription medication is allowed. We've discovered some instances of incorrect enforcement and are coming or and are correcting these. It's just and it's well and it's interesting, especially given the I think there was the the New York Times story that Isaac Michael Isaac broke about Meta coming down on employees internally and saying, like, hey, this is a contentious topic. Everyone shut up. Nobody talk about it, please. Right. So just yeah. like it's interesting what they've been proactive about and what they haven't been proactive about uh, and really kind of shows you what their priorities are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it's not shocking like that they would do this, which is why it's like hilariously bad. But it is actually awful. I mean, this is another way that like these companies are eating and abetting you know, horrible legislation by some of the most evil people in the world. Like this is actively harming people by keeping information out of their hands. A lot of people use Facebook and Facebook has made it so that a lot of people only use Facebook for everything. Um, So between Facebook and Instagram, that's, you know, that's the landscape and Twitter, I guess. Um, But to take down really vital information, like, abortion pills can be mailed. That's a pretty important thing to know. And if you're in a place where you don't have access to that from that information anywhere else, like from your peers or anything like that, um, that might be the only way you see it. So yeah, it's sad and Facebook should be ashamed, but they have no shame. So yeah, I think that there's, there's a common the the anti-abortion activists in this country have done a really good job of putting very specific images in your head when you think about what an abortion is, right? Yeah. When like I think the abort the the pills thing is so important because so many uh, abortions that happen in the country are you're taking a pill and it's not pleasant, but it like and it is a medical procedure, but you're taking a pill often at home. Um, and recovering for several days, right? It's not, it's not, it's not often what you're being told it is in some of the anti-abortion literature. To just be able to give out that very basic information um, and have that kind of knocked down on places like Facebook and Instagram, I think is, is pretty awful, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially on Facebook where you're competing against a lot of, other stuff, a yeah. lot of misinformation. Um, so, yeah. so obviously this is going to be an ongoing story. We're going to be dealing with the fallout of this. Probably this is a depressing thought for the rest of our lives. Uh, yeah. I would assume. Um, yeah. What else are you, where are you looking right now? What other stories are you chasing? What can we expect on this beat? Do you think? Yeah. I mean, we're still, I think so much of this, because we're not like, this isn't 
Um, this isn't the world that, you know, our grandmothers knew. Uh, we are in a completely different landscape at this point. Um, we have all of these data points on us. It's, you know, we, everything is so digital now that all of that is everywhere and there's no escaping it. Um, we live in, you know, under surveillance by these apps and by the police and the government and our bosses and everywhere we look. Um, so, yeah, I think our focus is going to be for a while just looking at the ways that um, things kind of pan out digitally and how that's affecting people's access to abortion information, to re- reproductive health in general, um, which has been, you know, sex ed on the Internet has been under threat for a long time. <laughs> um, I mean, these are stories that have been going on for a bit, especially on my beat where, you know, I write a lot about sex work and um sex education. So um, these are communities that have had to think about this sort of thing for a really long time and have had to adjust the way they talk about um, accessing, you know, uh, harm reduction and safety and things like that. Communities where they're trying to find just how to stay safe, but they're banned for saying sex or for saying certain words, like a huge list of words on Facebook. You can't even exist on Facebook if you want to talk about sex at all. It's not possible. Um, and Instagram is basically the same way at this point. So um, these have been issues that have been going on for a really long time. That's not to say that like they've been figured out by anyone. It's just, um, it's not new and it's getting worse. <laughs> so yeah, just continuing looking at, you know, the ways we can kind of shed light on how all of this is panning out. I mean, the more you can kind of grill companies like these period trackers, the more they have to think about it and they can't just carry on in the dark. Um, same with all these other companies, the big tech companies that didn't answer us, you know, it's worth asking them and it's worth saying they didn't answer us and having that accountability. So that's the kind of thing we're doing right now. Um, yeah, it's going to be, a long road, but you know, we're already on it. So we're not just getting here. Samantha Cole. Thank you so much for coming on to cyber and walking us through this. I'm sure this won't be the last episode about stuff like this. I'm, I'm particularly interested. I think this will take years to develop, but to see uh, what kind of systems develop, what kind of, shall we say gray market systems develop to uh, help women get the care that they need. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for everybody for coming in and tuning in. Uh, If you are catching this on the Twitch stream and only saw half of it, it will be up as a video here pretty soon. And I'll have it up as a podcast uh, here in about half an hour. Thank you all so much. Stay safe out there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.